Welcome to AM Best Audio. We're here in Monte Carlo for the Rendezvous de September. For AM Best TV, I'm Richard Banks. And I'm joined now by David Philandro, Head of Industry Analysis and Strategic Advisory at Howden Tiger. David, welcome. Hello, Richard. How are you? Very good, thank good. you. All the better for seeing you. Um, we're here to, uh, talking towards the end of the, the Monte Carlo Rendezvous. Lots of discussions uh, being had. What are your takeaway messages? Wow, yes. Well, there have been a lot of discussions here, and we're all, this is day three, so we've all been very busy, and you can tell from my voice that we're all a bit worn down. But uh, it's probably the most consequential Monte Carlo that I've been to in my career. I, I wasn't here after Hurricane Katrina, but we're in an environment with, I would say, the hardest property cat risk-adjusted reinsurance rates since the advent of cat modeling. And that, that really is different. So the discussions are very different, especially after last year's renewal, uh, which was, you know, we, we thought that rates at that renewal were up above 30% on a risk-adjusted basis. And then mid-year, we were up again above 30% within a really wide range. So now we have to figure out um, what's going to happen. And our analysis shows that reinsurers have the opportunity to earn their cost of capital for the first time in this cycle. If you look at forward estimates of ROIC and subtract off WAC, they're 4%. So in this environment, um, reinsurers actually have an opportunity to create value by underwriting. The question is how much to underwrite, when to underwrite, and how to underwrite. And that's what we're going to have to answer over the next few months. Another point is that capital entry this time around has been slower than in previous cycles. After Katrina, we got 30 billion, almost 30 billion in real terms of new capital entry. This time we think it's around 15, although as we've seen at the conference, there've been new announcements about new initiatives. So capital supply will have an effect on what happens at 1-1 as well. And then of course there's the, you know, the El Nino cycle which is ongoing. We've got Hurricane Michael right now. We all hope that it's not going to hit Bermuda, but it looks like it's going to turn right. We're at the height of hurricane season. Will we still have an active season or will we get away with a quiet year? If so, that will affect the renewal as well. So it really is a lot of moving parts and we're, this is the kickoff and we're getting started on our way to January 1st. Lot to unpack there, David. Yeah, thank, yeah, no, thank sorry. you. No, no, not at all. No, it's it, it's great insight. Great insight. Let's uh, let's start with um, the renewals, the forthcoming renewals we talked about last time round. The renewals described in some quarters as disorderly. What what can we expect in the forthcoming renewals? Well, d disorderly is one way to describe it. Um, basically, last time, if you want, you're talking about January first. You know, we saw rates online. Our risk-adjusted property catastrophe reinsurance rate online index at January first was up above 30 percent on a risk-adjusted basis. We can describe all of the factors that went into the last renewal, and there were several. I think we talked about these last year. We had the the meltdown of the asset side, not just in the insurance and reinsurance sector, but worldwide. That impaired dedicated reinsurance capital by 17 percent last year. That was number one. We had the Ukraine war happening. That heightened risk premia everywhere. We had inflation happening last year. Biggest inflation since the Paul Volcker era in the United States since the 1980s. That affected renewals. We had Hurricane Ian. Even before Hurricane Ian, people thought rates were going to go up substantially. But then we had Hurricane Ian, and that affected renewals. So as you remember, the collateralized retro market didn't come to the table last year in the way that it normally does. The renewal was very late. It was difficult to get things placed. Terms and conditions changed. Attachment points rose. You know, all of that stuff happened and prices rose. So the renewal was dislocated. Whenever you have prices go up by that much, inevitably there's dislocation. 
Mid-year renewals were quite different. We'd start, we started to see capacity coming in quite early. We were having discussions for June in January. And although rates went up as expected in Florida after Hurricane Ian, it wasn't as disorderly perhaps as January 1st. Now, here we are, you know, we've done all of this work. We have changed attachment points, retentions, terms and conditions, and price. I think the expectation is that the renewal will be much more orderly this time around. People don't want um, a disorderly renewal. People want to get their placements undertaken and they want to fill their programs. So I feel like this year we are getting started quite early. Um, unless we have a, an event intervene, events, dear boy events, you know, we should be able to do this in an orderly, workmanlike fashion. So with all the developments, with all the work undertaken by uh, reinsurers and, and insurers as well, how has the um, attitude of investors changed? Well, it's very different than it was last cycle. Remember, last cycle we had startups. We had after Hurricane Katrina, we had Lancashire startup. We had lots of capital raising and sidecars, and as I said, we had upwards of 25 billion of capital in real terms come into the sector, almost 30. This time, capital is coming in primarily through the ILS market. We've got uh, probably five or six billion of net new cap bond issuance, which is significant but it's five or six billion, not 30, right? We have collateralized cover coming into the market, and then we have new startups being announced finally at this conference, actually, which is quite exciting. Still, all of that comes to, we think, around 15 billion. Okay? And so the, the bottom line is that compared to the last time around, capital is relatively shy. And maybe that will change in the next three months, but that's a big ask especially with the exposure increases and just at the increase in the size of the market in real terms since Hurricane Katrina, we should have a lot more capital flowing in. One thing that is happening, though, is that bonds are pulling to par. Interest rates are coming down. Inflation is coming down, at least headline inflation. And this is something we don't talk about enough, but the asset side of reinsurer balance sheets has recovered this year. So that will mean that we hope by the end of the year we can get to dedicated capital levels that are similar to the end of 2021. That will solve the risk divided by capital equation for us a little bit, the solvency margin, if you will. And, you know, that should portend again a more orderly situation. David, thank you very much indeed for joining us. My pleasure. For AMBEST TV, I'm Richard Banks. Looking to get the attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms to do just that. Whether it be AM Best TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day. Find out more by contacting our Advertising Services Business Development Team at 908-882-1706.